We all have parasocial relationships. I mean, they're fun and they're kind of fulfilling, but oh my gosh, they're also weird too. Parasocial relationships are by definition one-sided friendships, but they feel real and we find ourselves cheering people on who we have never met, will probably never met, and will certainly almost never know about us. So let's talk about it as we dive in on this episode of the Rising Tide Talents Show. The Rising Tide lifts all ships, it lifts all ships, it lifts all ships. The Rising Tide lifts all ships, it lifts all ships, it lifts all ships. Well, here comes the rising, the rising Hey, question. Are you in a parasocial relationship? Don't be scared. I'm in one. I'm in a bunch of parasocial relationships, actually. I'm in a parasocial relationship with some of the biggest celebrities in the world, with athletes, with other podcast hosts, with business owners that I look up to. I'm in a parasocial relationship with all of them, which means it is completely one-sided. Like these are people that do not know who I am. They don't know anything about my life and most likely they never will. But I am highly invested in their lives, in their success, in their downfalls. When things are going well for them, I am happy. When things are going poorly for them, I am sad. And uh, guess what? It actually gets a little bit weirder. I am in a parasocial relationship with fictional characters and I imagine that you are as well. And so when I ask you, are you in a parasocial relationship? I don't want you to be nervous. So many of us are in them. Psychologists say that, in fact, most of us are in some kind of one-sided relationship. Now, clearly, there are actual relationships where one person is spending more energy or is bringing more to the table, is more present, is more loving. But that's not what I'm talking about here, because in a scenario like that, a marriage, a partnership, you know, you're dating somebody, you know each other, right? Maybe the energy that you bring doesn't match. Maybe that's out of alignment, but you literally know each other. Parasocial relationships, like, you know, the one I have with Taylor Swift, the one I have with Beyonce, the one I have with LeBron James, the one that I have with Jenna Kutcher and Amy Porterfield, like those parasocial relationships exist and are defined that way because none of them know who I am, but I know pretty much everything about them. So I know we're getting into like weirdo kind of maybe stalker territory, but I've been thinking about this a lot because I also, as it turns out, am in a parasocial relationship with some people maybe like you or like other listeners or people who are following me. But the difference here is that I am what psychologists would call the persona. I am the person who does not necessarily know or have any engagement, any interaction, any visibility to any knowledge of this person. And I know this because, and this, yes, this is going to feel like a humble brag, but I promise you that's not the intention. I know that I am in a parasocial relationship where I am in fact the person who doesn't know anything about the other person is that I had this experience recently in the grocery store. Now, let's be very, very clear. I don't have a massive following. I have been on the internet talking about my life 
for decades, like literal decades. I started my first blog in 2007 or 2008. I blogged through my weight loss journey. I blogged through the pregnancy and delivery of my first daughter. I blogged through the pregnancy and delivery of my second daughter. I blogged through every job that I've ever had. I blogged as I was training for long distance events like half marathons and triathlons. I blogged when I started my new company. I currently blog. I live my life pretty much out loud. Now, I certainly have boundaries. There are things that you don't know and will never know and are not entitled to know. And not you specifically, listener. I love you. You can ask me anything you want. I'm an open book. But I mean the big, great you that is the internet audience, right? There are certainly boundaries. But in large part, I have shared the good, the bad, the weird, the ugly, the fun, the not so fun. It's all been there. And I was in the grocery store. And I heard my name called and this person was so lovely. And they said, Katie, Katie, Katie. And I was like, yes, (laughs) Katie. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you're here. And like, truly, I, I hear myself humble bragging. So let's just ride with it. You should know that I was like, wait, me? I'm like looking around. Like I'm assuming that they're talking to another Katie. So there was like no moment during this interaction was I like, oh yeah, look at me. I'm hot. You know what? No, I literally was like, it can't be me, but it was me. And they said, just wanted you to know I've been following you since forever. How are Audrey and Remy? Those are my daughters. How are Audrey and Remy doing in school? I was so proud of you when you got that, you know, I I was talking about a big professional opportunity. Uh, Just like asking all these things, you know, I literally saying like, oh my gosh, I love your new backyard. It's so beautiful. Things that I willingly put out on the internet and really essentially ask people to celebrate with me or to follow along with me. But here it was happening. And I was like, it is so nice to meet you. What is your name? Tell me about you. Because this was not a person that I had really ever recognized, interacted with. Like this person was a stranger to me, the most beautiful, wonderful, complimentary stranger, but a stranger. And as she was asking me questions, I was like, wow, she really knows so much about me and was genuinely like happy for me about good things that have happened. She was asking how I was doing with my recovery from burnout. Like she knew these things and was like, oh, I was just, you know, cheering for you and hoping that you would do well. And I was like, oh my gosh, here we are. I'm in a parasocial relationship, but I'm on the other side. And it was, it was beautiful. It was such a humbling, lovely experience, but it also reminded me that there is an interesting dynamic. And if you believe like I do, there's a little bit of a responsibility because if I now were to do something terrible, have bad judgment, make a bad decision, disappoint my audience, or maybe this audience of one, this person who was cheering for me, you know, that's a relationship where for whatever reason, you know, she feels like we have a connection and I'm so appreciative of it, but it it just hit me how tenuous that can be. And I've seen that happen more and more with not just celebrities, like typical celebrities who have risen to fame because of their work, you know, their actors, their singers, whatever, more and more, the influencer space has elevated people who don't necessarily have that traditional celebrity air, you know, air quote celebrity role or journey, but they just have become so influential that they're actually in the zeitgeist. 
And there were a couple of experiences that I had recently with people to whom I watch and probably do have a parasocial relationship. It's actually two kind of beauty TikTokers, a makeup artist named Michaela. And uh, I don't even know what to call her, Alex Earl. If you know, you know. If you don't know Alex, open up any social media platform right now and you will see her. But Michaela is really well known for doing these beautiful and elaborate kind of at-home makeup routines with drugstore makeup, with high-end makeup. You know, she does these reviews. She has this Massachusetts accent, which it really makes me so homesick because I grew up in New England and I actually love it. But you know, all of those things have made and millions, literal millions of followers. There are so many people, myself included, who feel like, okay, I am friends with Michaela and maybe not friends, friends, but like I know her. I know about her engagement. I know about her challenges with her body image. I know about her mental health issues. I know about her brand partnerships. I know about her dogs because she lives her life out loud and because she, for whatever reason, has carved out this influencer space or kind of elevated to this influencer space. I am in a parasocial relationship with her. I am also in a parasocial relationship with Alex Earl. Now, I have to tell you, these women have almost no overlap with my actual lifestyle. I am a mom in her 40s. I am not super into fashion. I love makeup, but it's like a, you know, a slap it on before I work from home, or maybe if I'm feeling bold, throw on a lash, do a wing, do something cute. But my skincare, my approach to beauty, my approach to fashion, and my entire lifestyle are so different than for Michaela or for Alex. And yet I find myself just really entertained and I find their content brings me joy. But when bad things happen or when they have a bad day, I feel sad, right? That's an element of the parasocial relationship. I know and I am impacted by whatever happens to these real people and they don't know and are impacted by no way, in no way by what happens to me. And again, Alex Earl is another example where I've seen this really meteoric rise, millions of followers, and you know she's active every day on social media and shares just about everything, where she's been, what she's buying, what she likes, what she does in her relationships, like everything. And in each case, I'm seeing more and more that because they have grown and because their following has gotten so big and because they do share so much, what happens is that if they have any misstep or any, you know, negative experience or, or they say something that people don't like or they do something that people don't like, it's more than just like, oh, she did this thing and I didn't like it. It has become, and not just these two, these are examples, they did this thing and I am so personally disappointed. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe my trust was violated in that way. And I think that is where more and more of these parasocial relationships are headed. Let me give you a few more examples. I am a huge fan of one particular podcast. It's in the political space. I have followed it for years. I really feel like I have come to know these hosts, right? I know about the good things in their life. I know about the bad things in their life. I know how they feel about different items in the news. I can almost anticipate what one is going to say. That's like professional and personal, right? But I found myself uh, over the course of a few months, one of them had this beautiful experience with having his first child and was really like sharing some of that. One of the other hosts had a a tragedy, unfortunately lost a child, and it was just, it was heartbreaking to watch it. And then a third one went through what I would call like the most public private breakup, probable breakup. And if you think you know who I'm talking about, DM me, because I'm always looking for people to talk about of these sort of 
gossip, like fringe gossip, but like parasocial conversations. Anyway, this third person, this third host uh, had been in a pretty public relationship and then all of a sudden stopped talking about it. And to this day has not talked about whether he has in fact experienced a breakup of his engagement and all of these things. And yet I found myself almost like becoming an investigator. You know, oh my gosh, I haven't heard him talk about so-and-so in so long. Let me go see if there's anything on Twitter. Is there anything on Reddit? I text my friend who's also a fan of the show. What do you think's going on? And I was like, this is crazy. Like these people don't know me. I don't know them. I'm genuinely hoping that good things happen to them. I definitely know that my feeling in that moment of like, what do you think is happening It was, there was certainly some gossip, you know, element in there, but it was mostly like, oh, I'm sad. If this has not worked out, if this relationship has gone south, I am genuinely sad because I care for this person, which again is wild because I don't know him. He doesn't know me. And the chances of us actually knowing each other are very, very, very slim. Uh, Another example that I thought of recently was Damar Hamlin. So Damar Hamlin's a professional football player. And there was this horrible incident on the field uh, during an evening football game. I was watching it live and he stood up after what looked like a pretty normal play and then had what appeared to be a cardiac arrest and immediately fell to the ground and was for all intents and purposes. And I think even medically, he died on the field. He had a cardiac arrest. His heart stopped. And incredibly, the medical personnel on the field, the medical personnel at the local hospital, they were able to resuscitate him and save him. And he ultimately has made what I think is a complete recovery, which is, I mean, this man should not have made this recovery. It was that shocking. And in the moments and in the hours after this incident where no one really knew what was going to happen, there were so many people just talking about this incident. People who are not sports fans, I was texting with them. I was looking on Twitter. I was looking on social media. People who are not sports fans were absolutely shocked and brought to tears by this incident. And of course, there's humanity, right? Someone gets hurt. Someone young, someone who is an athlete is not supposed to have an incident like this on the field. And he did. And so there's certainly, there's an element, you don't have to be a sports fan to, to have a feeling or to, you know, have a a sense of just, uh, I don't even know, shock that this could happen. My point is his life was miraculously saved by these medical professionals, right? And so he's taken off the field. These hours go by. We don't know what's going to happen. And a number of people who were not just cheering for him to get better, but who immediately felt like they were close to him. Like they were not just cheering him on as an outsider. We all kind of became Damar Hamlin super fans. And a good example of that is while he was still in the hospital, he was in, I think, a medically induced coma. We did not know if he was going to awaken. And if he did, was he going to have neurological function loss? Was he going to be able to walk? Like no one knew. The medical professionals didn't know. And he had had this little GoFundMe over the holidays where he had, I think he had like a few thousand, maybe a few $10,000 in there that he had raised for a charity that he runs for kids in his area. Well, while he was in this medical coma, people were contributing, sometimes hundreds, sometimes thousands. In the case of other professional athletes, tens, hundreds of thousands, even a few million dollar contributions. And all of a sudden, this little GoFundMe, while Damar Hamlin was still medically unconscious, it ballooned to millions of dollars. And 
if you were to read the comments, it was people not just saying, I'm praying for you, I'm cheering for you. It was like, I can't believe this happened. I need you to get better. And I think there was a sense too that it was different. You know, he had died and come back to life and do with whatever you want with that information. If you think there's a spiritual aspect, if you think it was good medical intervention, maybe it was all of the above, but there was something deeply connecting about that incident and about what he went through. And I found that to be another example of like, oh my gosh, there is this collective sense that we know him and we are cheering him on. And when he first spoke, like the first time he recorded a video from the hospital and sent a picture of uh, himself in a Bills jersey with his, you know, his hands making a heart motion, like the collective experience from people was so dramatic. And we were all so joyful that this man had survived and was doing well. And, you know, DeMar Hamlin will never know me. He will never know most of the fans who were cheering him on. But there was certainly an element where we all felt like we were part of DeMar Hamlin's life. And the last example I think that I will give that is somewhat relevant is related to fictional characters. And this really, this was interesting because I was thinking about my own parasocial relationships with celebrities, with other business owners, you know, people who I know and love, but who don't know me and certainly don't love me. And I thought, man, like it's real people. And so I read this article from a psychologist who said it's very simple and very common to develop a parasocial relationship with a fictional character. And the example that this psychologist gave was the cast of Friends. Now, I'll date myself a little bit and tell you, I watched Friends when it was on the air the first time in real time, back when it was must-see TV. I was in college. And uh, and so I know that it has come back into the zeitgeist thanks to Gen Z and thanks to streaming services. So thank you for that. We love that. Uh, but the example was that people felt so aligned with at least one of the characters. They either wanted to be Rachel or Monica or Phoebe or they wanted to be one of the, the men, or they loved, they had a crush on one of the men, a Chandler, a Ross, a Joey, or whatever character you aligned with. Friends was a TV show where people had strong parasocial relationships and attachments. And these are not real people. Like I'm not saying that all of a sudden people were in love with Courtney Cox. They were in love with Rachel. They loved her quirkiness and they were, I am a Monica. I am a Rachel. I am a Phoebe. This parasocial relationship happened with these TV characters. And to me, that unlocked this whole other idea of like, oh, of course, I have probably had a parasocial relationship with multiple characters, particularly on TV, on episodic series TV shows. And uh, it hit me that as I was watching the finale of The White Lotus, which I just got to tell you, I am not somebody who is typically in real time on TV shows. I really enjoy binge watching shows and I like being up to speed on pop culture, the headlines, but I am usually like at least a two or three seasons or sometimes even more behind on a TV show. So I'll get to the end of it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk to so-and-so about this show. And they're like, no, like that was five years ago. Um, but The White Lotus was one that I watched in real time with everyone else. And so when season two had its finale, I watched it live and immediately it was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to spoil anything. I can't believe all these things happened. 
I got to go talk to somebody about it. So I went onto Reddit where there was this active live thread about the finale and then this deep dive into each of the characters and people fighting about the characters, but whether it was good that this happened to this person or bad, whether the outcome was right for this person or was it wrong? You know, why some people should have been together, why some people should have been apart. The, the adamant fan love in the comments extended well beyond somebody who's just interested and entertained by a show, people feel deeply aligned with the characters on that show, or at least they did in real time with the episode. And by the way, so do I, like I have character favorites on that show and I would like yell at the TV, like, how could you, or I would have these, you know, thoughts in my head of like, Oh, you know, if that had gone a different way, what would that character be doing now? Would they have stayed there? Would they have gone to another job? Would they have fallen in love with this person? And Fictional characters, we can have parasocial relationships with fictional characters. And I don't know why that just struck me as so interesting, but it did. And so here's the point, okay? Is there a point to talk about this? Well, this isn't a marketing strategy. This isn't a business strategy. I just find this to be so interesting. But again, I want to also state that while there are, I think, a lot of great things about social media and these parasocial relationships are actually, I think, largely positive. We feel joy when good things happen. Elise Myers is another example. This is somebody who is an influencer on social media, but not because she is a beauty or a fashion blogger or because X, Y, and Z. She's just a really interesting, thoughtful person who's transparent and vulnerable. She has a lot of interesting things to say. She has shared her struggles with mental health. She has shared funny meat, like you name it. She's just an interesting person to watch. And when she has opportunities go well for her, I am genuinely like, jumping for joy. I'm like sharing it with my friends. I'm texting my friends. Oh my gosh, did you see what Elise got to do? And when she has shared the hard parts that she's struggling or that something bad happened to her or that she got, you know, mean comments, like I'm genuinely sad, not sad from like a distant. I'm like, no, how dare you? How dare you do this to Elise? There are so many other people like that, particularly on social media that I can think of that I have that type of parasocial relationship. And obviously I'm not the only one because these people have millions of followers. And so uh, this is, I think, a common thing that we all go through. And again, there's so many positives to it, right? I get inspired by some of these people to whom I look up right? When they say, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to build healthy habits, or I'm going to do A, B, and C over here to become a better mom or a better business owner. I am inspired by it. And I learn and I take that and I say, thank you, this person that I'm cheering for and that I emulate and that I look up to, I'm also going to do that. But there are absolutely some downsides. I mentioned earlier that if somebody to whom you look up does something that you think is wrong, makes a bad choice, has a fall from grace, it's really disappointing, right? It's, and it's more than that. I don't know what the word is. It's, it's, it feels like a violation, right? You feel like I trusted you. I thought you were this and I cheered you on. I commented on things. I bought things that you talked about. How could you? There is that level of how could you in a parasocial relationship that's a little bit different than this like, oh yeah, I saw that follower. I think she's kind of cool. That thing happened. It didn't impact me. No, when bad things happen to, or when the people that we look up to make bad choices and we feel disappointed and angry and let down, that's probably a sign that it's, it's in the parasocial space. 
And the other thing is that those are choices that the influencer makes, right? Uh, Michaela recently went viral for some interesting reasons because there were a number of people who thought that perhaps she had said that a product did, you know, something. And in fact, it didn't. So this was a mascara. If you know, you know, this is mascara gate. She was reviewing a new sponsored post for a mascara and said, look at my eyelashes. Aren't they beautiful? And a lot of people in her audience thought that she had put on lash inserts or false lashes. And so there was this like immediate sense of outrage from some people who absolutely felt let down. And as I'm recording this, Michaela has denied that she did that and has kind of moved on with her life. But the conversation around it has continued. And again, it's some of that is very much, okay, she is this thing and she did this thing. And I'm, you know, this was a, I don't like it. And then there are these people who are like, I can't believe you let me down. You really like, I feel screwed. I feel used. I feel like all this stuff that I bought that you told me to buy, like what a disappointment. That's, an example of something that Michaela did or didn't do, but like that happened. Then there are these other things that these influencers can't control, but are definitely negative outcomes of parasocial relationships. You know, body image is a big one. If I am thinking about this influencer and I am just like in love with their life, I'm so happy for them, but all of a sudden I'm now comparing myself to them. They look different in their clothes. They are a different body size. The makeup looks different on them. They have a different voice, like whatever it is. There is certainly an element where it's beyond just the normal comparison trap that we probably all have with people who are public or who are influential. But when we have attached that deeper relationship, that parasocial relationship, it feels to me like it can actually cut deeper because it's similar to if you had an in real life friend and you found yourself, you know, you love them, you love this relationship. And yet when you're with them, you feel bad about yourself because they are X, Y, and Z funnier, uh, more outgoing, smarter, skinnier, like you name it. That same level of, oh, I love this person, but when I'm with them, I feel bad about myself. That happens in parasocial relationships too. And just like in your friendship, it doesn't mean that your friend or this person you're looking up to is actively saying, you should feel bad. Look how good I look. Look how funny I am. Look how much smarter I am. They're not doing that. It's just a feeling that you have. And the more deep your relationship is and parasocial relationships get quite deep, the more I think that can become problematic. And again, I mentioned the flip side of kind of understanding your responsibility. I keep pretty firm, clear boundaries around certain things in my life. I share a lot, but I don't share everything. And I don't feel that my audience is entitled to that, just as I don't feel that my in real life friends are entitled to having every piece of me and every piece of my story. But certainly I share a lot of things. And so I really, especially after that grocery store incident where a lovely follower of mine you know, found me and had a conversation with me and I didn't know them, it really just reminded me of how much our influence uh, can impact other people, even when and maybe especially when we don't know it. And so this has been on my mind. I thought this would be kind of an interesting thing to share. And because this term parasocial relationships, I know it's not new, but it is a new definition of something I think I've had for a long time and something I imagine you have had for a long time. This concept of attachments that we have to people who don't reciprocate that and can't reciprocate it because again, they don't know us and they probably never will. So I think it's an interesting topic and I would love to hear your thoughts. Are you in a parasocial relationship with anyone? 
And if so, with who? I'd love to see if our list overlaps. Uh, I'd love to hear what you think about this concept. And I would especially love to hear if it turns out that maybe you are the persona in a parasocial relationship and how you handle that. How do you handle knowing that there may be people who have attached themselves to you but you don't know them and you may never know them. It's an interesting kind of mental hurdle to jump over, or at least it has been as I have considered more closely, you know, what relationship I have and how much impact I might be having with the silly things that I share and the really deep, meaningful things that I share. So I really appreciate you listening. And I really look forward to hearing your thoughts on this topic. Thank you for listening to the Rising Tide Talent Show. For more, you can follow at Rising Tide Talents on Instagram and visit risingtidetalents.com. You'll find show notes, resources, and much more from today's episode. It's all at risingtidetalents.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Katie Widrick, and you can find me at kwidrick. Until next time, remember, a rising tide lifts all ships. Rising tide lifts all ships.